You are listening to the Uplevel Lounge Podcast. I'm your host, Melissa Froelich, a business coach and strategist who helps female entrepreneurs uplevel their business with practical strategies, a rewired mindset, and the accountability to make it stick. With over 15 years of collective hands-on experience in corporate and the entrepreneurial space, I bring a unique and diverse perspective when it comes to helping women grow their businesses. My own business experienced massive growth when I started investing in my business and working with a coach. Now I am here to share those same strategies and insights with you right here week after week. If you are looking for clarity on your business direction and accountability on your goals, then you are in the right place. Let's jump into today's episode. I cannot believe that we are in the end of the first quarter of 2021. Like where has the time gone? And (laughs) that's both exciting and a little bit frightening. I'm not going to lie. I want to talk about something that I have noticed over the past couple of years in my business. And that is that there are seasons in our businesses. And I don't mean this to sound trendy. This word is getting used a lot within the entrepreneurial space, like the season of my business. That's not what I'm talking about here. There are actual like cycles that happen within our business, within our own businesses, but in business in general. And so my challenge to you is to start paying attention to those and identifying how they affect you and your particular business model. And one that is really, really timely right now is this thing that happens at the beginning of March. and. It probably happens for a number of reasons, but I've noticed it for a couple of years now, especially with coaching, where people start to feel a little blah, a little overwhelmed, a little less than enthusiastic. And I think that part of that is because we come out of the gate really, really strong, like fresh racehorses. When we when we hit the ground running in January, we have these big goals and we're ready to make massive impact and we're going to not let anything get in our way. And Instead of looking at our business like a marathon and all four quarters of our business like a marathon, we look at it as a sprint. And I'm I'm talking about this from my own personal experience as well, because I'm a little bit tired right now. But I'm talking about this with you today because I want you to recognize how you're feeling and, and what types of cycles and seasons tend to come up in your business so that you can create better boundaries and habits moving forward. So it's a really common topic of discussion in my group coaching programs, in my mastermind with my one-on-one ladies, where this theme of like just tiredness is starting to show up. And I noticed it last year and I noticed it the year before that. And like I said, I think this comes from from a multitude of different things. And of course, this year we have, you know, we're coming, we're coming off a, a long year of COVID that feels like about 20 years compiled into one. And so that's a whole other thing in itself. But I've noticed this before. And so I want to talk about it today, not only so that you start to be more aware, but also to normalize it. Because if you're feeling this way, like you're just a little less enthusiastic than you had hoped that you would be as we are approaching the end of the first quarter of the year, it's okay. That doesn't mean that your goals are not going to be met. It doesn't mean that you're failing. It means you're simply tired and you need to start building a little bit of rest into your schedule and you need to look at your boundaries. What are you doing to protect your time? What are you doing to prioritize rest? And what are you saying yes to that doesn't really align with your business model or with what your core values are or with the business that you are trying to create so that you can actually enjoy this lifestyle that you dream of? 
So those are some important questions to ask yourself. And, you know, even if you're feeling like, hey, I don't know if this really applies to me, I'm feeling pretty energetic right now. This might not be your season. This might not be when this hits you, but it could at some point. So these are still really important learnings, right? To start paying attention to what's coming up for me. How am I feeling? Because feeling matters in our business because our most valuable resource is ourself. And if we're not protecting our energy and our creativity, then we are going down a path potentially of some burnout or not achieving as much joy as what's possible for us. I just wrapped up a mini mastermind today that I hosted with some of my past clients and current clients in the consulting arm of my business. And the theme was they were all membership site owners and some were more veteran membership site owners and some were you know newly starting and some were a couple years in. But I wanted to bring together some really great people who all had a common theme of growing their business in in a shared space, very different niches, very different business models, but we can all learn from each other, right? It was really to foster that sense of, of community and collaboration over competition and let's give more than we, you know, take in terms of show up with some learnings and, and be collaborative. And it was awesome. And one of the themes was that the the women who had membership sites for the longest, really emphasized the importance of making decisions that aligned with what they had sought out to build. And what I mean by that is not saying yes to every single need that popped up from your community. That's our inherent go-to, right? We're we're service-based business owners. We are people pleasers. We are solution finders. But if you say yes to every ask, want, need that comes up from your audience, are you really serving yourself, right? And are you really doing everybody a service by adding more? Sometimes less is more, especially in the business models that we we create. And this was the message that was coming from some of the women who had membership sites that were a little bit more established. And they were really trying to drive that home with the people who you know, were a little bit newer into the journey. But also what I identified were the messages coming from some of those women who were newer into the journey. They were saying, I don't want to do these things. I'm asking if I need to, but I don't want to show up live all the time. I don't want to have a full calendar. And that made me really excited to hear that. That's what I want you to start doing is figuring out what do you, what is it you don't want to do and, and building boundaries that protect that, right? Because you want to, when you hit these seasons in your business where you're feeling a little blah, where you're feeling a little less than excited, you want to have time to rest. And if you are saying yes to everything and you're constantly adding things on to your business model and you're creating a new product here and a new offer here and you're serving, 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 but you're never serving yourself, there's gonna become a point that you're gonna run out of steam. And it might not be forever, but you're gonna hit a brick wall. And I want to share that it's okay to say no. It's really actually a CEO move to say no. It's okay to say, hey, that's a great idea. And I love that feedback. And that's not actually something that we offer. But you might want to check out X, Y, and Z. It's perfectly okay to not have all of the solutions for every person. Sometimes those people aren't your right audience. And that's okay as well. Just by saying, no, I don't offer that does not mean that your business is going to dry up. In fact, what you're doing is you're opening up more space for more right fit clients, but you have to subscribe to that belief. You have to embrace that growth mindset and you have to know that saying, no, I don't offer that is okay. You have to really, really commit to resting. You have to say like, I'm feeling a little drained. Where is this coming from? How do I create more space for rest? How do I create more space to get some creativity back? 
One of my longest term clients who is very, very successful, she's taking the entire week off of her work this week so that she can work on being creative. She's not doing any of the day-to-day operational tasks in her business because she's feeling a little bit tired. And so she's committing to getting some creativity back. If you've been listening to the podcast for a while or you've coached with me either in group coaching or one-on-one, you've probably heard me talk about clarity breaks. And this is a really good way to reset when you're feeling this blah, this lull, this lack of enthusiasm. Schedule in some time on your calendar to take some CEO time to get back some creativity, to get back some clarity around what is it I really want to do in my business. The concept of clarity breaks is not my own. That's something from Gino Wickman, and it's a really fabulous methodology to put into place. And it's simply taking some time away from your regular day-to-day routine to get clear on what it is that you want to do. How can you get back to that place of, of joy in your business? What new ideas might come forward? Maybe you want to spend some time exploring something that, you know, has kind of been sitting there in the back of your head and and decide, do I want to dive into this? Do I want to create a project? Do I have enough information? Is this going to be in alignment with my bigger goals and my business? Schedule time for that because that is important. That is progress and progress counts as CEOs, okay? You've probably at some point felt guilty for wanting to schedule time to think about things, to explore but that is necessary. And that's what multi-six and seven-figure CEOs of businesses do. That's what entrepreneurs do. They make sure that they are maximizing as much time in their zone of genius as possible. And you are an entrepreneur. You are a CEO of your business and you need to figure out what your zone of genius is and you need to spend as much time there as possible. And part of that is finding time to rest. Part of that is finding time to have creativity and get clarity. And part of that is learning when to outsource, okay? And this all comes back to this feeling right now of how am I feeling in my business? Am I feeling a little burnt out? And if so, what can I do to change that? How can I make sure that that isn't the new standard? The other thing that's important and the other little mindset tip here is knowing that my current reality does not dictate or define my future reality. So just because you're feeling a little disaligned from your business right now does not mean that that is going to be the trajectory of things moving forward. It absolutely does not mean that. It means that this is where you're at right now and you get to decide how you're going to adjust that, correct the course, pivot, whatever it is that you need to do. You need to give yourself permission to make decisions that are in alignment with what you need first and then your clients, because if you are prioritizing yourself, you're going to show up in the best way possible for your clients, and you're going to get even better results. Don't be afraid to say, I don't offer that. Don't be afraid to say that isn't something that, you know, fits into my current business model. That's perfectly okay. There's a reason you started a business. You wanted to be the one calling the shots. So do that. So Back to this whole concept of seasons, right? And why I'm doing this podcast today, because I'm hearing this common thread of people feeling a little burnt out and just not super rejuvenated. What do you do about that? So I mentioned clarity breaks, and that is a really great thing to do. But also, like, are you scheduling time away from your business? Are you protecting time to do things for yourself each and every week? My Enneagram coach recently challenged me as I'm exploring my Enneagram more to Identify three things that were just for me that I was going to do in the week. And they could be a little bit selfish. They could be a little bit silly. But what are three things I would want to do myself? One was read a book. The other was take a nap. And the third one was just to sit outside mindlessly and do nothing on the patio. And I wrote them down. And you know what? I did 
each of those things last week. My nap was like 10 minutes long. I sat on the patio two different times for like 15 minutes each. And I read a little bit of a book. And each time I realized that I was doing something for myself and I didn't feel guilty about it. And in in fact, I felt empowered and I want to do more of that. And you're probably saying you took like a 10 minute nap. Yeah, but I that's 10 minutes longer than I took, you know, the last three years of my life. So progress counts. And I'm going to say that again during this podcast, because I want you to remember that I want you to get in the habit of telling yourself that progress counts as the CEO of your business, as a growth minded entrepreneur, progress counts. You get to celebrate that. I did four things for myself last week that I had previously not done. They might have been in really small increments, but that is a step in the right direction, right? So so figuring out what are the things you can start doing for yourself that you're not doing right now? And what did that do? It made a tiny little shift, that 1% increase in, in terms of habit forming in comparison to the previous week. And it triggered something in my brain to start thinking about, ooh, what can I do this week? I, I got into a little bit of like competition with myself in terms of, all right, you did four things last week. They may have been small, but what can you do this week? You want to create that habit of starting to think about prioritizing yourself, no matter how small it is, because we have to start somewhere, right? And ultimately, we have to go back to remembering that we are building a business that supports our lifestyle. That's the goal here. The goal is to have joy. The goal is to be excited to get out of bed in the morning. And the goal is to look forward to doing these things that we haven't had the time or money or energy to do because we were spending all of our time in corporate, because we were spending all of our time in someone else's business, right? If we aren't figuring out how to prioritize and protect those things, then then why are we doing it? So this is just one season, right? This, this, thing that I have started to identify that happens at the beginning of March. And I think the other thing that happens is we set these big goals and we start making these big strides and then we kind of lose sight of it. And we set a word of the year, go back and revisit those goals that you set for yourself in January, go back and revisit your word of the year. And then what I want you to do is spend some time looking backwards at how much have I accomplished actually, instead of have I accomplished the goal? I want you to celebrate the steps you've taken towards any one of those things. What are the ways you have started to embrace your word of the year? My word of the year for 2021 is self-care. I just shared with you, I took a 10-minute nap. I sat outside two times last week, and that doesn't sound like much, but that's a heck of a lot more than I was doing last year. So I need to celebrate that because that is a step of self-care. This morning, I went for a walk-run, all right? It wasn't a great walk and it wasn't a great run, but I did both things and I got outside for a half hour and I prioritized moving my body and I listened to a podcast and that's a heck of a lot better than what I was doing March of last year. So I need to learn to celebrate those things just like you need to learn to celebrate them. Now, if I start looking back at how many little things have I done in the last two months, right? That first part of Q1 in 2021, I'm going to get a pretty long list of things that show that there is evidence that I'm working towards prioritizing self-care. Am I the poster child for self-care? No, I'll probably never be. But my goal is to be 1% better every single day. My goal is to at least acknowledge that I have to start prioritizing that more in my business, right? And for myself. I say prioritizing it in my business because I can always put my business first. That is fun and that's easy and that comes natural. And so the things that are easiest aren't always what's going to lead us towards growth. I need to grow in terms of prioritizing self-care because I need to make sure that I'm prioritizing 
myself as the most valuable asset within my business. So my challenge to you is to go back and look at your goals, to go back and look at your word of the year and really take inventory in terms of how much have you actually accomplished and then sit with that, celebrate that a little bit. I think you're going to be pretty surprised at how much progress you've actually made. And that alone is going to help you not feel so blah and unenthusiastic about this last part of Q1. Instead, I think it's going to give you a little boost in terms of I am making great strides. Actually, oh my gosh, I feel a little bit reinvigorated. I'm going to I'm going to start taking action again. I actually have some things to celebrate. But it's really hard to be that person and the biggest cheerleader for yourself, especially when you're there in the thick of it and in the day to day. So I want you to start paying attention to how are you feeling in your business so that you can identify these trends. And when they come up again, what are the warning signs? What are the red flags? What are the messages you're starting to tell yourself? Is imposter syndrome starting to creep in, limiting beliefs when we start to really lose that momentum and that excitement? Because frankly, we're tired. Another time I start to see this happen is in the fall, okay? Not this exact same type of phenomenon, but for me in the fall, there's another season of business that happens where I get really excited with new ideas. Growth starts to happen. I don't know if it's like the back to school thing. I don't know, but something new and big changes always happen for me in the September timeframe. So I want you to start identifying these patterns in your business, these seasons, when do they come? What are they in correlation with? What triggers them? What are the patterns that are starting to develop? It's really, really important for you to start tapping into when do I have the most energy? When am I the most distracted? Because we can start to build our business around it. In our team meeting today, I told my team, listen, I want to take off two months in my business. That's my big goal. I want to take off the month of July and I want to take off the entire month of December. I want to do this for a whole bunch of reasons. Ellie is three years old. She is going to continue to have summer breaks. I want to be present and have summer with my daughter. I'm going to get one daughter and I'm going to get one child and I'm only going to get so many summers to spend with her and I want to be able to enjoy that. I also want that for my team. I don't want to be go, go, go all the time. So everybody has to be switched on at every moment. And then I want to do that in December. I want to enjoy the holidays. I want to wind down. I want to go into the new year with lots of rest and and energy that I've been, you know, saving up, kind of like a bear that's hibernating, right? I want to be able to hibernate if I want with my family. I want that for my team as well. But I can't really identify those things until I'm starting to pay attention to the cycles in my business. When is a good time for us to try and shut down? When is a good time to rest? When do I have the most enthusiasm and energy? Like, I definitely don't want to take off the month of September because I know that I'm always going to continue to pump out new ideas and create new things. And I have a lot of energy for change and growth in September, right? It's almost like getting ready for fall harvest. Like things are growing in September. We're getting ready for the harvest. Something magical happens. So I'm curious to know, have you ever identified any types of patterns in your business like this, where you know that you have a lot of creativity, where you know that you really should be prioritizing rest? That's the theme here. So come on over to the free group in Facebook, the Uplevel Lounge, and share with me what are some of the patterns, what are some of the seasons that you see in your business, and what are some of the things that you have done to create boundaries around that, to protect that time, to help reset your thoughts, whatever it might be. Super excited to know what's coming up for you as you listen to this podcast. Thanks so much for tuning in. I really, really do appreciate all the love and support. 
feel free to send me episode ideas, send me a message on Instagram or Facebook or an email. It lights me up when I get messages from my listeners, letting me know what their takeaways were. So I really, really do appreciate you and can't wait to talk to you next week right here on the Up Level Lounge podcast. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Up Level Lounge podcast. If you're ready to take massive action in your business and want the guidance and accountability to get you there, head over to melissafrolick.com to find out the ways we can work together. See you here again next week. 